You're listening to Grant's Rants. Subscribe and spread the word. There are a lot more rants to come. Listen anytime on all major podcasting platforms. And now, back to the show. And we're back on the podcast. I am joined once again by Zach Peter. Welcome back. Hi. Hi. Yeah. Uh, before I get into this old Hollywood talk segment, I always like to give a little bit of an update on where I am with things. And since I haven't been on the show, I'll tell everybody that while I've only been in New York in less than half a year, I already have to move. My rent has gone up over 30%, if you can believe it. So I need to reevaluate everything and have been looking at places and the last thing i want to do is move but damn greed is real and yes i've tried to negotiate it's a whole thing but um that's where i'm at in my journey i thought i would be able to at least do two years here and just kind of like figure things out but now i have to move twice in less than a year and just like trying to make it simple but living in new york and simple just don't go together so that's what has been keeping me busy and will keep me busy for a while because i gotta move <laughs> let's Moving keep... is not. yeah oh my god the worst like i just did this i have i don't even have like my like holiday decorations they're still in storage like i haven't even like fully moved in rant <laughs> you have to like have you at least gone late in the in the new pad no it was not full on it was just for a play my do I need to make a trip out to New York to help you out? <laughs> Much like uh, my life in New York, I've barely gotten started. It is just foreplay. <laughs> I'm stuck. Let's talk about this VMA performance. Uh, let's head into our old Hollywood talk segment. It's Grant's Rants, old Hollywood talk. Okay, I love old Hollywood talk. I'm uh, really excited to talk about this one. Going back to 2003, the opening performance of the VMAs. Now, why am I talking about this? Well, one, because like it's really iconic and in so many ways, but the 2021 VMAs are next week, so I figured I'd tie it to that. Um, this performance that we're going to talk about was 18 years ago, the actual 20th anniversary of the VMAs themselves. The opening act, Radio City Music Hall, host Chris Rock, bringing it back. This performance of Madonna, Christina, Brittany, and Missy Elliott. There, there's so much in this five minute and 50 second performance. Cuts to the audience. We're gonna get into all of it. Zach, where were you when you saw it? What did you make of this? I mean, I live for the, or lived for these shows. They're not, I mean, they're not that great anymore. No, I don't think not. any of the awards. No. no, they're not. Um, but I used to love watching these at home. I, I mean, the show when I, that scene alone was like jaw dropping. Luckily, my family was pretty like progressive, and so it wasn't as much of a scandal for them. But I was like, "Ooh, this is spicy." Mm. Mine, I heard my family member said, "So, what are they all lesbians now? Are they all gay?" And that's that was what I heard when the performance was on. But I was just enjoying it. It wasn't even about sexual orientation for me. It was, I could take myself out of it. It was a performance. And I, I don't yeah. know how, I mean, I don't even know how old I was. Oh, three, I was probably in middle school. So, I mean, whatever. But yeah, that's, that's what I heard. We'll get into the reactions because there's a lot of stuff to this story and it still lives on, which is why I love talking about stuff in this segment. Um, I love that there was a a theme. There was a committed theme with a set that was built with lighting. It wasn't just a blank stage. Which I was like, wow, they, like they don't make them like that anymore. Um, very strategic yeah, yeah. 
in their pairing for powerful women of that time to come on. Someone was thinking. Yeah. I mean, that's, but that's when people gave an effort. That it was also the era that pop culture was like at its peak. 100%. You know, that was, yes. 2000 was iconic pop culture. Once we got into the 2010s, it kind of just continued to go downhill. But like that was peak pop culture. And that's when people like actually cared about doing their jobs. You're so right. That's what led up to the pinnacle of all time, the biggest moment in pop culture, 2007. But this ramping up, this was really like, like super legendary, historic. I could, I still can't get over like, in comparison to what we have now, how big this was for the time and for how it would be even now. I mean, Christina and Britney had this rivalry and they paired them together. That alone was going to get people to watch. Like there were so many layers to this. And I just, I, I, like you said, people actually gave a damn and thought, what could we do to really create a scene? And they did. Do you think that the feud was even real considering both were willing to participate in the stunt? Oh, or were I, they both so fame hungry that they would do whatever they thought would be getting eyeballs on them? Good point. I mean, oh, I'd like to believe this because I've always believed that it was real. And I just like a good feud. But um, yeah, I mean, these two girls probably didn't care at all. It was probably good things to sell magazines, you know. I just love that there was a controversy and the sound that they used when those three women kissed and all the music stopped. I still listen to this performance and it just is like the sound of controversy. Do you know what I'm referring to? Yeah, I think this and I those were the moments that kind of created that controversy at the VMAs that then it, it set the stage for like Miley to do her Robin Thicke performance mm-hmm. with her tongue. Like everyone then kept trying to top that or trying to do something as good. But like that was really that was when it was done well. Yes. And like, there's so many other things that just like little nuggets, like the idea of this just being a moment where Madonna could view and validate these women, Brittany and Christina as like pop princesses. They could come together. She valued them enough to have them in this performance. Like not that Madonna's the end all be all for endorsements, but it, it made a statement. You know what I'm saying? It made it. It made the statement that they wanted to make. Yeah, it definitely did. Now I watched this, and I made a list of all the cutaways into the audience. Just who was present for this? And I'm telling you, it doesn't seem to get much better than this list. I mean, they, the, today this VMAs next week, I, I, it'll never get to the level of this what we had. I mean, this is just like the. Oh, everything for me. Starting off with Lindsay, Paris, Nikki, the Queer Eye guys, Beyonce, a fan, suddenly just clapping away. Um, so many other people. I wrote them down. Avril Lavigne, uh, Kelly Osborne, who looks like she climbed out of a crypt. Uh, she looked terrible. Uh, Mary J. Blige was there. Eminem, 50 Cent, Maya, Guy Ritchie, and of course, Snoop Dogg. I mean, what a crowd. I mean, th- but again, peak pop culture like those are all iconic people that are still relevant i mean well Lindsay lohan well she's trying to make an acting comeback she had a beach club for a minute but like come on like who doesn't remember that time who wasn't reading all the us weekly magazines like i remember even starting my own us weekly magazine because i loved it all so much 
Yes. I mean, I just get so excited by that time period. Kelly Osborne. I mean, I, come on. I couldn't care less, but just it just is such like a sign of the times. Like that's who MTV put in front row, you know, like I, it's just like, you know, I, you can't ever replicate or repeat that time. And that's why I think it's just so legendary and iconic in so many ways. There's so much more to this that I want to get into. I read an article about things that you didn't know about the performance. Apparently Madonna's daughter, Lourdes was one of the flower girls at the top. Um, ah. it, yeah. And apparently now Madonna later denied this in an Oprah interview she said there was no message but apparently there is a rumor that this was supposed to be kind of a statement towards pro-gay marriage we have to remember this is 03 so is that a stretch I mean, that would, no i think that would make sense because like why else would you really go for the wedding thing true well to channel her performance from the first vmas from like a virgin to kind of go back to that i guess they could channel that but can we also talk about how like Nobody really talks about Missy Elliott. I know. That's why I made a point to make a shot at the top that she was in this because she brought she brought it home. She figured it out. She got it like that last part, that last like 30 seconds pops off. No, I love Misa Missy, but like Missy needed to be in the kiss as well, because only oh. these three were memorable. Oh, yeah, that's true. I mean, when you flash back to this performance, you're not seeing Missy. You're just seeing that kiss. No. Yeah, that's true. Missy was even there until we until you sent me the video to like watch again. I was like, I don't remember. I don't remember Missy even being there. I mean, she's great. Let's be honest. Missy Elliott is always great. I'd love me some work it. But like, I don't know. Yeah. She wasn't really working it. But I'm just so glad she was a part of it because I just I still get excited when she pops out like that. I love that so much. Uh, Vice has questioned if this moment is the greatest moment in music history. Wow. Um, I mean, I think it's arguably definitely in the top 10. Mm -hmm. I mean, because like when I think of, okay, what were the biggest, like most controversial or just like biggest buzzworthy uh, like shows or performances, I would think of the the three way kiss, and I would think of Justin Timberlake with Janet Jackson when he showed her boob. Mm. Other than that, like the others don't really, the others don't, the others don't really, you know, compete with this. Yeah, I mean, I would argue that the Britney, oops, I did it again, VMA performance is incredible and up there. I would argue the Slave for You performance, like, but I'm so biased. So. Uh, you love Britney. Why? <laughs> See, something that's not as like I like. Listen, I have no allegiance to any of the divas. Uh, I'm not like a Lady Gaga stan or a Beyonce stan or a Britney stan. Um, so, like for me, I can look at it objectively, and I don't know if I would consider all of Britney's performances in the top ten. Grant. Well, I guess according to me, in my top ten, I don't know about in music history. I haven't seen them all. Half of them I don't even know. So, yeah, that's how I'm viewing it. But, yeah, I get it. Uh, what else happened here? So we have to talk about the cutaway to Justin just because why, my how the tides have turned against him. And this, just to, for some context, he had just released Cry Me a River, which that night later he would win a VMA for Video of the Year. Uh, so the cutaways to him really ruined Christina's moment. It, it ruined the moment for fans because it made it about him. And I didn't care for it then, and I certainly don't care for it now. He wasn't even cute then. 
I mean, he was cute, but like not at the at the VMAs. Like his little his outfit and his what did he have a goatee? It was not a cute Ugh. look on him. Yeah, I just I just don't like that. Whenever there's anything you know in the news about Britney and stuff, it's there's always something they're always throwing it to him. And back then, it was the same thing. Ugh, I don't you know he really has lost his luster. Was anybody really Team Justin back at the in back in the day? Like other than like you know the guys that are getting canceled now in 2020, like was who was really Team Justin back then? I don't know. He had a he did have a big following of female fans. I don't think the gays ever got behind Justin though. I don't remember. No. I caught a video. Somebody, some angel posted this video on YouTube. It was the day after coverage of the kiss, and they covered it on different networks. And Kojo was doing the reporting for entertainment tonight. He actually was the only one that spoke with Brittany. And he said that this is truly history. And I was like, wow, for him to call that when he did smart man and in the background lurking in this little walking talk interview is Larry Rudolph looking like a mess as usual. That man is always what two inches behind her. Even then notice that. Uh, CNN had some great coverage of angry New Yorkers being like, I work, I don't care about this. Like, it was just the coverage is such a time capsule of that moment. Sure, there have been other same-sex kisses from all my children to Ellen, but none with this star power. I'm not kidding. It was nasty. It was sexy. I think it was sick. I think they look very good together. <laughs> Off the hook, I loved it. For some, the kiss may still refer to a sculpture by Rodin. What do you think it. of a kiss? What kiss? You know, me kiss. Bobby, you know anything about a kiss? See? About what? See, people in the real world work for a living. They don't watch that stuff. The 20th anniversary of the VMAs and what everybody is talking about is that kiss. The reaction and the other kiss. Pat O'Brien is in New York where he witnessed it all. Patrick. Hi, Nancy. You're right. Folks can't stop talking about that show over here where Madonna kisses. Christina and Brittany, you saw Justin's discussion earlier. Oh yeah, the cameras were right on top of Brittany's ex, Justin. Well, the, the expression came from the fact that the cameras were, you know, right, right after the kiss, they were like this. Ooh. <laughs> and I was like, come on, come on. It's too easy, right? Yeah, it's, it's you know. But what did you they had to expect? It was pretty sexy. That was kind of fun to watch. It's always sexy. I'm not gonna take that away from anybody up there. It's so gross. Pat O'Brien, didn't he what get it, me tooed? I'm sure he did. I mean, and it for like this, like I just, I the fact that these were even like this was, I mean, we were all complicit in it, and we have to like I all know. learn ourselves accountable because we all lived for. I mean, I look back and I'm like, oh my god, I'm living for it, you know. But also at the same time, like at one point, I loved reading Perez Hilton. You know, it was juicy and it was scandalous, and you know, we wanted to see the crazy stuff that Lindsay was doing. But like when you look back, you really are just like, oh, we did that. Yeah, did we do that? Now this would be, isn't that an empowering moment for women? You know, to see four powerful women of their industry come together and have, you know moment in pop culture history and you know it was just so iconic and the production value was incredible it's going to go viral instead of that conversation which we probably have now it's two white guys talking about how sexy it was to watch his ex-girlfriend dance in front of him so that definitely is the time capsule whether you like it or not right what a moment they just don't make them like that no they don't they don't and it was like they knew they knew how to deliver. They knew how to serve. That's why they go down in like icon history. 
And I, I mean, I would love to see something like this reenacted with the three of them. Like, could you imagine if we did like, oh a VMA's performance with the three of them again and they like reenacted the performance now? Oh my God. You know, that's like all I want. Like oh, just to see Britney go back and redo some of her performances just to like live in that moment again. Oh yeah. No, this would be legendary. I don't have much faith though. VMAs have changed. They're so much more now of like an immersive experience. You know, we're talking drones and they're outside and the idea of being on a stage with like a proscenium arch and like there's an audience like radio city music hall style that, that seems to have, have gone away. Maybe it's from COVID, but it also seems now like they've really tried to give people more of an experience. So I, I don't even think something like this would even be replicated. Probably not. You know, they've changed like these shows have changed so many different ways. And and even just consumers, we've seen so many different polarizing, sensationalizing on the stage that like I don't even think we would be that impressed anymore. You know what I mean? With something like this, obviously, because we were there, we lived it. We can look back on it and with nostalgia. But like, I mean, I'm pretty sure if you take one of the the Gen Z TikTokers and showed them that clip, they would be like, "What? What's so? What's the big deal about right. you know women kissing on a stage? Like, it's not even all that extravagant." True. Wow, that makes me feel very old because yeah, I remember like where I was with all of this, and that was so controversial. But even back then, so I just even back then I was like, I didn't really feed into all the hype. I'm like, but it was a performance. But yeah, it was a great visual and got a lot of sound bites from a lot of people it rigged they that ran for miles i think they said in the oprah interview that was like what everyone was talking about for two weeks now that would be like a night you know like maybe a night yeah it wouldn't last long at all we would be over it so quickly i mean it may be like something we turn into you know a, a meme yeah that'll you know maybe last for a little longer than that but like this would not be news for two weeks straight no way right i mean you like that video i was talking about with the reaction the day after like you had cnn reporting on it and doing like a piece on yeah. like kissing and like it's like you'd never see that now no cnn isn't talking about erica oh. jane's thirst trap like culture has changed so much since mm, then so true we have nothing iconic that would get cnn talking about something in pop culture i can't like even this. imagine yeah i can't imagine what cnn would spend like a five minute segment on at, at least a five minute segment i i could that's pop culture related like i can't even imagine what it would be remember they had that entertainment show at night um and they they scrapped that i think I don't know what who got that slot. I forgot that was a old long time ago. But yeah, I can't even imagine them even acknowledging anything that isn't politics anymore. So yeah, I know. Well, let's transition to this last topic. But before I do, I want to point out that if you're interested in rewatching this video, it's obviously up on YouTube. But on YouTube, there's a great alternative angle video of the whole VMA performance from 2003, and. You see, you know, the camera operators and just get a whole different point of view of this performance. And it's if you've watched this performance as much as I have and then you get a different point of view, it's mind blowing. So just putting that out there for those super fans. But our last topic is going to be about Megan and Harry. Why not? They're sinking to all time lows in UK favorability ratings. Piers Morgan must be thrilled. Oh, what happened to him? Him and Sharon Osbourne, I miss them. But do you really? <laughs> Piers, he got paid out. He was another one. The two of them, they're, they're probably never living better. They don't even have to go to work, you know? Yeah. 
Oh, Megan is liked by 26% of this small allotted group of people they polled. This is such a stupid topic. Uh, she's disliked by 65%, so she has a negative 39% approval rating. And Harry is liked by 34%, disliked by 59%, so his approval is negative 25%. And, you know, not surprising, the older demographic does not support these two, but the younger demographics seems to be less polarized so there's some context for you what do you make of this i mean i'm not really surprised that they're losing in popularity like i don't know i just they're very wealthy very privileged people i think you know the narrative i never really bought into the narrative of like oh we're coming to the u.s and it's really hard for us and we we have to rebuild our life here and we don't have security and it's like no, you had a very privileged life. And now it's literally Erica Jane moving into her smaller <laughs> apartment and, you know, being like, oh, my God, I, I don't have, you know, a housekeeper. I have to clean my own house. I don't have heating in my pool. It's oh. so expensive. It's literally her being like, look at my life eating caviar pie. Yeah. Like to me, these two have never impressed me. I mean, I get it. Like a lot of people like them and, and really buy into their, you know, their story. And I think that's great. I, I think had they not been so like, woe is me about it, I think I would have been more on their side and on their team. But I just, I don't know. I've never really been impressed by that. Like they literally came and had a multi-million dollar Spotify deal and they're crying about not having enough security. Like, are like, what? Know. They're living in Montecito, one of the nicest homes there. It's, I, yeah, it's like going from the palace to a Montecito mansion. That's the downgrade. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I don't feel too bad for them. The lowest person of the modern family, uh, the lowest uh, favorability rating in the family goes to uh, Prince Andrew, who is disliked by 83% of this poll. So, no surprise there. How is there even the other, what, 27% <laughs> that actually like him? Like, what what is happening here? I seventeen. <laughs> I know who are these people. This is the stupidest poll. I hate polls like this. It reminds me of like the view when they would just talk about polls every day. It was like, so uh, there was no sampling of anyone in a re in real America, but I don't know. I mean, this is just something funny to me that I wanted to shout out, but did you watch the Prince on HBO max? No, I've only seen clips of it, but I've heard it so good. It is worth watching. It's the most mindless thing. And I am not a cartoon person. And I think that it's like, it's crazy that they have this chat. They have this cartoon about real people. Uh, and the way they make them look is just nuts. But I got so much entertainment value out of it. And a few housewives pop up, including Andy Cohen. So I, I think that you would enjoy it. I need to add it to my list. I've only seen like the, the clips of it with the Beverly Hills housewives and their cameos. And so I, I feel like I need to add it to my list because from what I've seen, it looks hilarious. It, it's like Jamee private school girl level offensive, which, you know, I think there's an audience for that. And, you know, if you just let go and laugh, it's not that bad. It's not that serious. It's a cartoon. I'm adding it to my list just because it got so much pushback. I'm going to go and support it. There you it. go. Yeah. I was, I was too curious not to myself, but that this was great. Thank you for ranting with me. Thank you for talking. Where can people support your podcast and all your endeavors as well? And they've got all this stuff going on. 
Yes. So my podcast is called Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. It's available on all podcast platforms, iTunes, Spotify, Pandora. You can also watch it at youtube.com slash Zach. So you can watch full episodes of the show. And I have a new Housewives-inspired rosé brand. It's four or now five. Now, the Potomac can is limited edition, but we have five fun cans that are inspired by iconic Housewives moments that you can sip. It's 14% alcohol by volume, so it'll get you Liddy City, Mm. but there's less than a gram of sugar. So it's, you know, it's it's not going to get you too hungover the next day. You can get it at nofilterwine.com. Nice. I think it's a good idea. I like it. Thank you. All right, Zach, thanks for coming on. Loved ranting with you. Thanks, guys, for being patient, waiting for the show to come back. So appreciate that. And I'll be back with more rants. As always, have a good one. Thanks, Zach. This has been Grants Rants. Follow Grants on Twitter and Instagram at It's Grants Rants. Cover art created by Howie Rone. Original theme music by Alexander Arntzen. The Grant Michael Collection. We'll be right back.